I'm Chris Ronzio, and this is Process Makes Perfect Daily. Welcome to today's episode. This is your daily dose of the Process Makes Perfect podcast by Trainual. Let's get into it. Today's episode is audio from the Tycoons of Small Biz podcast, where Chris was invited onto their show as a guest. Hear about how Chris got Trainual started, how Trainual took a different route for funding the business during their first year, and additional insight when looking for outside funding. Yeah, sure. So, um, so the history of the business, we bootstrapped the first year. And, you know, like I said, I had a consulting business prior to that. And so used the profits from the consulting business to invest in building up the, uh, the software business. And out of the, the gates, the big thing we were trying to do was crack uh, digital acquisition, paid acquisition. So to grow beyond just my own network, which was, you know, the first thing, send out 3,000 emails to everyone on LinkedIn or whatever. You know, beyond that, growing was about perfecting a funnel, a marketing funnel. And so in that first year, that's what we were testing. It was how do we create ads, um, get a big enough audience, get enough people to click through to the landing page, get enough people to sign up for a trial, and then enough people to convert so that the economics make sense. And as soon as we had some rough math on that, I realized that I could spend... Uh, money on my credit cards to purchase ads that would return all of the money back in two or three months. And so that the, the, the math there really worked out to, to the point that I didn't want to take funding. I wanted to just grow the business as, as quickly as I could and as, as large as I could. And in a software business, your valuation is pretty closely tied to your annual recurring revenue and a multiple on that. And so every month, I was growing our ARR based on the ads that we were buying. And we were having investors come to us and want to get into the business. But we're fortunate to just be able to say, no, why, why would we take seed funding from you when I've got plenty of seed funding on my Visa and MasterCard? And, <laughs> and, and so... So the the you know it was it was something that maybe not everyone would be comfortable doing, but in that first year, I went about three hundred thousand in credit card debt, and uh, and it really funded the business. But doing that let me hold on to a really large chunk of the company, whereas a lot of people raise investment from the beginning and end up with a minority share of their own business. Yeah. And so the the first year, the big milestone we hit was that we grew revenue enough that it would cover our entire overhead. And so if we wanted to slow down our growth and just be a profitable business, we had the, the luxury to be able to do that. And that was extremely important to me because I believe that if you try to raise funding out of the gates and all your attention is on investors, then you're, you're, you haven't shown much traction with customers yet. And if you really want to build a valuable business, finance it with customers. That's what we did. So we, we built a, a profitable business based on our customers. And then when we wanted to keep scaling, the equation made sense to go raise outside funding. So the first thing was a, a convertible note with a few friends of mine that had been bugging me the rest of the year <laughs> that <laughs> wanted to get in. Amex sh- uh, shut us off, like wouldn't give me any more credit. So I had to go to go to the fr- my friends and, and do a deal there. Um, and, and that bought us another year. And then we raised the Series A from some institutional investors, one in Chicago, one up in Madison, Wisconsin. 
and I just really loved the the uh, the personality and the experience of of these uh, these guys and the, the firm. And so we we did that last fall, and it was a six million dollar Series A round. And so again, it's it's you know for growth. It's not because we needed the funds to, to have to burn the money. It's, it was very intentional taking it to get to a, a new milestone in the business. And uh, it's, it's been working well so far. So it was a really good experience, but happy to answer any specifics if you have questions. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know that we'll go necessarily into specifics, but you know, some of the things that you said were, were certainly uh, important to investors, right? And also helps you with the valuation that you end up getting is that you had a very well drawn out plan that you were going to follow, right? And it was for growth and you'd proven the model already and you had revenue behind. And so even though you now have taken outside money, I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that you were able to hold on to a larger percentage of equity because of going the route that you went, even though you've now taken on outside money. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I I think that that's a great lesson for anybody who's thinking about raising outside money that, you know, you should be looking at trying to to prove your business model first before taking outside money in, in trying to build something up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Finance with customers. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, you know, and and I've talked to a lot of people in in the Phoenix area that have a great idea and are very focused on meeting with their investors. And you just think if you spent all that time, instead of with investors, spend it with your customers. And how much would you learn about the, the business you're trying to build and the needs that they have? And, and you know, the, the, you know our, our experience was we were able to finance it in a big way with services to the same customers. You know, the, the consulting work that I did that, that generated enough profit to go and start this thing was working with the same customer that was using Trainual and ultimately would be our persona. And so if you can finance what you're doing with, you know, if not with the thing you're selling, with some related services that get you closer to the customer, it shows amazing traction for early investors. Yeah. Well, and investors and yourself, you, you, you both love recurring revenue. And it's also going to add to the valuation later, right? Yeah, absolutely. The, the subscription value has really proven itself through the, the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Landon, take us home. Yes, sir. I, I'm I'm excited to hear him drop that cell phone number and find out from him afterwards how many how many text messages he got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's pretty. Uh, that's that's bold. That's bold. My hats off to you to uh, to do to do that, Chris. Um, so we're we're pushing up against time here, Chris. This has been just a phenomenal interview. I was really really looking forward to this because I you know, I follow you pretty closely online and you're doing great things. So. Without giving away the farm, because you, you may want to keep a few things close to the vest, uh, but tell us what is next. You know, what's next for Chris? What's next for Trainual? You know, are you planning to run this company for the next couple of decades? Are you, you know, you think you might, you know, get out sooner rather than later? Just tell us uh, what's on the horizon for you. Yeah, sure. So what I'm so passionate about 
is building this concept of a playbook for a small business that we talked about. And so the product started with standard operating procedures and started with training. And it really started with appealing to the business that has those things written down somewhere, but needed a better vehicle to deliver them, you know, to assign them to people, to organize them, to track the people who have seen them. And so the, the company so far has been enormously valuable to those companies. But looking ahead, there is infinitely more businesses that don't have any of that written down yet. And so I think what people will see from us is that we'll get more prescriptive when it comes to what the playbook includes. And we'll help walk you through with wizards and bots and things that um, really get your business out of your brain, like our tagline says, to just soak in the knowledge of your company so that everyone can have a playbook. So you'll see, uh, you'll see us keep talking about that. But my, you know, my hope is for us to to lead that category. We've got customers right now in 120 or so countries. Um, so we just really want to deepen our, our exposure, our brand around the world and, and be that leader. Yeah, that's great. Good stuff, man. So there's going to be people that are definitely going to want to track you down. I, I'm going to want to track you down after this because I, I feel like I still have like a hundred questions for you, but uh, <laughs> obviously we want to respect your time here. But um, Tell us, um, how can people track you down? You said you're going to give your cell phone number out. So maybe you start with that. And then also just uh, tell us what are some other avenues that we can we can find you on? Okay, so as promised, my phone number 480-531-8411. Feel free to text me. I reply to everyone. It might take a couple days, um, but I, I prefer that over email tremendously. So uh, so that's that's the number. Um, you can also message me on LinkedIn, on Instagram. Uh, it's just at Chris Ronzio. I spend most of my time there. And then we've got uh, an amazing YouTube channel. You can check out at Chris Ronzio. And then all of Trainual's content is just Trainual, like trainingmanual.com. Uh, Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Process Makes Perfect Daily. We're releasing these mini episodes every Monday through Thursday, and be sure to catch our full length episodes every Friday. Tons more content, including video versions of everything over on YouTube at Chris Ronzio, and be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you.